Hello and welcome to the First on Nutrition Everyday Hero podcast with your host, Jason Tyler. Today's Everyday Hero is Jason Patton, firefighter paramedic, creator of the Fire Department Chronicles. We're going to listen to his story right now. Enjoy. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's up with you? How are you, man? I'm great. That's awesome. <laughs> How are you doing? Good, man. Good. Putting a little uh, little speech together. So you put a little speech together for the show, or just for something else? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I actually got asked to do a um, a uh, keynote speech for <clears throat> uh, the fire uh, firehouse. God, I can't ever freaking remember it. I think it's the fire chiefs. It's a fire chiefs conference. I am the um ending keynote speaker so it's gonna be fun that's exciting is that your first keynote no um i've done like seven or eight others and um second i am connecting um yeah i've done uh about seven or eight other ones and i and they've all been super exciting i've loved them I love doing them. To, uh, I'm, I like speaking in general, but I figure yeah. it's going to take take me about 30 or so to actually have any clue what the fuck I'm doing. So uh, <laughs> that fun. that's funny, dude, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, uh, I'm on about my 10th interview. So you're about number 10. So it's going to take me 30 to 40 to know what the fuck I'm doing. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I feel exactly the same way. You get a good flow, you know, because for me, for me, keynote speeches have always been very dramatic and uh, I don't want to say serious because they don't have to be serious, but. Right. You know, mildly serious. They got to have something behind them, some kind of message, um, some reasoning behind it. So uh, I try to find that way to, to to insert my humor into serious subjects. But it's very difficult because 90% of the shit that I'm doing is improv. So it's yeah. really, really hard to do that in a speech and still keep the, the flow and, and everything that they want, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Especially our sense of humor is not exactly accepted in most circles. No, I've I have figured out the way to to very much uh, negate that type of humor in any anything that I'm doing because <laughs> I want to continue doing it. <laughs> yeah, and people look at you like, "What the hell are you talking about?" I'm like, "That guy, that's pretty funny. That dude's head's all over the thing." And they're like, "What?" I'm like, oh, never mind. I forgot. It's not funny. It's really not funny. I take it back. Yeah, I think. All right. So, um, just like I just started. Uh, my wife is a RN. She's a well. She was a paramedic for 17 years, and she was an RN. And I've been wanting to start a podcast. And I was thinking, uh, she was kind of the inspiration behind uh, what I'm doing. Uh, because when all the COVID stuff hit, uh, she works at UTMB, which is a big teaching hospital in Galveston, Texas. And uh, they sent every single nurse from all over, all the clinics, all the hospitals to, to Galveston with, with no notice at all. And they're like, hey, it didn't matter what kind of uh, nurse you were. You're working in the COVID part today or you're working in this part. And, and that's kind of – I was like, you know, and all this stuff 
going on right now. No one's giving any kind of feedback or love or appreciation to the people that are actually out there doing their jobs without any choice. Yeah. So that's kind of what the whole purpose of, and I just love what you're doing. Not, not just the, uh, not just the show, obviously the, uh, the fire department chronicles is, is awesome. Appreciate and that. I even watched your national geographic, uh, edition. I love your, uh, I love <laughs> your accent on that too. Oh, and I love, Thanks, I man. love it when you put the must, is that, well, I wasn't sure with the, the big giant mustache. That's actually Fenton. That's yeah. firefighter Fenton. Yeah. Yeah, he's that's my favorite. That's my fa- that mustache reminds me of my mustache. I guess I'm like I have that for real. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm like I rock that thing for real. <laughs> so basically, I just have you on the show and have you talk about uh, pretty much um, anything you want to talk about. I wrote down a lot of your stuff um, that that you have going on. Um, and I really like the stuff where you talked about going through. And I don't know if you want to talk about it, but if you do of the the uh the depression and all that stuff leading into the um uh the firefighter coffee the heroes cup the the yeah. um the crew yeah. with the crisis response employee wellness which i've never heard of mm-hmm. yeah man uh, so any that's the that's the kind of stuff i like to talk about i know it's not like the most um flashiest stuff and it's probably not what everyone else likes to talk about but it's kind of what my whole show is about no nah, man, I'm 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 down for anything right. like that. Oh sweet! Yeah. I'm, that's why I'm glad I have you on because uh, it's just it's awesome that you're on that you uh, agreed to do it. So I appreciate I appreciate you being on the show. Of course. So I have your bio. I'm gonna do the intro and the outro and all that myself. So basically, I'm just gonna do the the uh, mid roll with you right now. And then before I put the episode out, if you'd like, I can send it to you just in case you want me to edit anything or change anything. Okay. Uh, if not, we'll, we'll, we'll just roll with it. We'll just roll with it, man. As long as, uh, <laughs> yeah, we should be good, bro. If, if there's anything that I say uh, or you say during it, I'll, I'll let you know. Be like, yeah, yeah, we can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, I appreciate it. So yeah. let's do this. Um, all right. Well, this is First Line Nutrition Everyday Hero. Uh, this is your host, Jason Tyler. I'm here with Jason Patton. Uh, you probably know him from the fire department chronicles, but we're going to find out a little bit more, uh, go a little bit deeper with him and find out what, uh, what he's all about. So, uh, welcome to the show. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much for having me on, man. You are so welcome. Thank you for being on. Uh, I know that a lot of people know you from the fire department chronicles and maybe even they know you a little further back from, uh, your, uh, early days, the earlier days, the national geographic. <laughs> Uh, which is one, some of my favorite stuff, but, uh, how did, what, what made you want to be in the fire department in the first place? Honestly, man, uh, I am a first generation firefighter. It was kind of, uh, just by sheer luck that I even got into it. I was a, uh, my father was a mechanic. I got, I literally the day I turned 18 years old, I became a mechanic and, um, right. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, man. I like went to school. I did. I invested, you know, four years of my time. And, and just one of my friends just happened to walk up to me one day. And uh, he was like, hey, me and one of my buddies went to EMT school, man. You should try this out, dude. And I was like, all right, man, I'm down, bro. So 
uh, went and checked it out. I actually, like, it was it was a lot for me to do because I was full-time as a mechanic. But I was like, you know what, let me do it. So I went to night, night school and did my ride times on the weekends and everything. And I loved it, man. It was like <clears throat> immediately I was like, this is it, man. This is this is what's, what's for me. So I uh, ended up doing that. Went to paramedic school and then went into fire school. And, and, uh, and I'm here today, man. So it was just honest to God by sheer luck. <laughs> So you were doing uh, mechanic first, then they talked to you into doing EMT. What's uh, how did you enjoy going through EMT school? How long were you in EMT? Did you actually work as an EMT? Yeah, so I was in school for about I think it was four months at the time, three or four months. Um, I graduated EMT school. Uh, I didn't get a job right away, man, because actually I was in a, a accelerated program and I graduated, mm-hmm. finished EMT school on a Friday. And started paramedic right. on a Monday. So, like, it was, like, ah. finish Friday, start Monday, insanity, jumped right into it. I, I legitimately had a panic attack the first day that I was in paramedic school. Because I, I was, like, you know, I'm a full-time mechanic. They are laying all this stuff on me. Like, <clears throat> you got you got this amount of clinicals, this amount of ride times. You got to do ACLS, PALS. PHTLS, like all this stuff. I mean, it was just like a stupid amount of stuff. And legitimately in my head, I was like, I I actually called my mom. I remember that. I called my mom and I was like, I can't do this. There's no way. I'm walking out with like 25 books stacked high. And I'm like, I can't do this. I don't don't, don't know what I'm thinking. So I ended up pushing through, man. I I actually got not laid off, but my job because at one point in time, about a month in, I was like, hey, I can't come to work on the weekends anymore. We were required to come every other Saturday to uh, to work, you know, to do like oil changes and stuff like that on Saturdays. And I was like, I can't do it. I, I have to do my ride times on the weekend. And uh, and my boss was like, hey, unfortunately, we can't employ you if that's gonna, the way it's going to be. And I was like, all right, man. So I quit and I started uh, I started uh, delivering Chinese food and I gained about 50 pounds doing that. That was great. <laughs> It was was wonderful. At one point in time, my mom goes, Jason, um, so yeah, I think you've gained a little bit of weight. So I'm like, ah, yeah, thanks, mom. I appreciate that. um, And then, yeah, uh, (laughs) that was awesome. Then I ended up working at uh, AMR for about, about two years as an EMT and then a paramedic, that kind of thing. Who hasn't worked for AMR? Mm. I worked for AMR. Dude, you know, people shit on AMR sometimes, and I get it. Right? Like, I get it. Like, it's depending on where you're at. Because if you're in an area where AMR is first response, that's, that's, it's a great job, dude. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna get experience. You're gonna get to do what you went to school for. But if you're in a place where you're, you know, they're slinging lizards or whatever, or they're, you know, um, you know, just go and do inner facility transports, that kind of thing. Then yeah, it sucks. But I tell you what, when I got hired at the fire department, man, I was good. I knew how to interview patients. I knew what medications were. I knew how to genuinely identify medical emergencies. Cause I had like two or three cardiac arrests and strokes and, and diabetic emergencies. Shit. I had a, uh, ectopic pregnancy, like an actual ectopic pregnancy at, at AMR. So all these things that people are like, ah, screw that. I'm like, all right, man, like you don't want to advance in your career. Then you do what you gotta do, you know? Yeah, exactly. I was, uh, the AMR down here where we're at is uh, – well, the one in Houston, uh, that's what they do. They 
they work for Herman and you both, you mostly just go around and do, uh, yeah. you're just toting people around. Yeah. But, uh, I know a lot of the places like Dallas and some of the other places where they run nine one one is probably a really good job. Yeah. <clears throat> Not that you don't learn a lot from being a, a, a medic on a transfer ambulance, especially a paramedic, because you get to do things that other, other paramedics have never done. Yeah. Uh, like ha- hang leave a fed and and have all and run all kinds of monitors and pumps and you're just like what is going on why are you giving me this patient that's exactly like not even so much taking them from hospitals but uh, from nursing homes those were my like right those were my most emergent calls where <clears throat> i would show right. up they called us like yeah just you gotta go to the hospital for like you know for for blood work or something like that, or they're not acting right. Whatever, right. I show up and I'm like, <laughs> right. "Dude, this guy's gonna die! Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> or they're CPR and they got like a non-rebreather on them. Well, I think he's breathing. I like, no, he's not breathing at all, guys. Oh my god! Why do y'all have a non-rebreather on his forehead? This is weird, dude. I, I, I have wanted to do a video about nursing homes so bad, but it's so hard. <laughs> For me to get that video out without feeling like I'm going to crap. I mean, because uh, <laughs> any other nurse that doesn't work in a in a, uh, in a right. uh, retirement home, they're all going to think it's hysterical. But it's anyone who's working yeah. in that or maybe some family members. Because, bro, I mean, we've all been on the calls, man. We've all been on the calls where we oh. get there. The guy's stiff as a board. And you're like, hey, what's uh, – What's going on here? When's the last time we saw this guy? Oh, 15 minutes ago. Like, he was, he was fine. His blood pressure was 120 over oh, yeah. 80. It's all 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Always. 15 minutes ago. Oh, that's not my patient. What? No. How? Is that even? I just came on shift. It's 11.15 at night. <laughs> you guys do fucking exchanges at 11.15 at night? Like, this doesn't make sense, man. That's right. Uh, I'll well... tell you the- <laughs> yeah, the best I ever saw. The guy, <laughs> the guy was like a hundred. He was like a hundred ten years old. Like he was, you know, he lived an amazing life. And, and, but and, and he died probably in his sleep. But the way this lady reacted when I was like, "No, this guy's in full rigor mortis. There is absolutely no clue that you checked him fifteen minutes ago." She's like, "I don't know what she's right. telling me. I don't, I don't, I don't show you. I, I was there fifteen minutes ago." His blood pressure was perfect. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Accelerated rigor mortis. First, first case I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've had him so bad where they were they were actually going to pump the guy's chest, and he was like stuck, like in a oh, like God. in a scissors position. I'm like, I don't think that's going to work, guys. It's too. <laughs> it's just. It's too late. <laughs> yeah, if then we genuine. <laughs> go yeah, go ahead. No, as you say, like people genuinely have a problem with our perception of stuff like this. Right. Uh, but, you know, dude, dark humor is one of the greatest things ever, bro. It really is because you don't see what we see or what the military, the military is a whole different level of crap. We're like, because yeah. people love to, people love to compare firefighting and, and military, man. And I'm like, no, not, e- not even close, bro. They're not even yeah. close to each other because I can tell you, that 99% of all firefighters will go an entire career or, or, or paramedics or EMTs will go an entire career without watching one of their boys get their faces blown off. And like military, great chance of that happening. Let me tell you right now, if I'm sitting next to my buddy Mike and his head gets blown off, I, I'm done. That's it for me. Thanks for, thanks for coming. Like, uh, I will be in that battle of Jack Daniels and that'll be it for me. So. Uh, man. <laughs> 
I have so many funny calls like that. Not not with people getting blown, but I've had calls where uh, the 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 first end will run into a scene that's not <laughs> that's definitely not safe. And I've had them come yeah. running back out like, yeah. "Let's oh. go!" And I'm like, "What? <laughs> what happened?" So uh, I that's uh, military. I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine that either. But luckily in the fire service, you get to work with a lot of guys that are military. I'm, I want to say probably more than 70% of them are military, especially our, yeah. what we're going through now because all the guys, a lot, well, not all the guys, but a lot of the guys were in Afghanistan. They were in Iraq. So yeah, uh, there's a, there's a lot of guys out there going through stuff. So yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely a big deal. And uh, your videos are, are, are spot on. In fact, I used to teach at the, co- I used to teach for 10 years. I taught, at the, the local college here, the basics and the intermediates are advanced now, and the, some of the paramedics. And uh, I show every single one of them. Your your any of your classroom videos are my favorites. So, <laughs> Thanks, and, to me, that's like the true like teaching methods. Like when they give you a patient, and the, the one where you talk about, oh, you're dead. He's got a sword. Except for yeah. we used to use it. We everybody was always in water, and there was electricity, or there was a snake, or an alligator. I guess because yeah. we're down here in the south, there's always an alligator by you. You're dead. Your patient's <laughs> dead. Everyone you're with is dead. Oh, no, dude. So is that I so true, man? Single... <laughs> no, that's I show probably... every single student that. <laughs> that's my two probably. I mean, I've I've done so many freaking videos. It's insane at yeah. this point, but. Um... Yeah, the the how every EMT and medic scenario goes that that's probably one of my favorites. Um, you know the what if we had to try every drug in the truck? That one <laughs> is, is that one that one's goes funny. That. I loved that one. Um, and uh, yeah, I think God, there's another one that I can't even think of right now, bro. But uh, I'm actually in the process of conjuring up um, Disney World for first responders. That one's going to be really fun to make. So. Well, I just saw your Halloween one was very, was awesome, especially the very end of it, which was, uh, I don't know if everybody caught it, but the, uh, when the, when the boss was kind of peeking around the corner, yeah, he's like, yeah, "Yeah." I thought that was, uh, that's one, that's going to go into one of my favorites, but the ones where all the firemen are standing or or, uh, in the classroom and they're talking about ALS and, and EMS and ain't lifting shit and all that. That's, that's gotta, that's probably my all time favorite one. Yeah, I love that stuff, man. Yeah, and like, honest to God, man, I genuinely enjoy making the videos, man. I just, I love making them because there's just so. I mean, there's just constant content, um, right. and there's always something to do, bro. I, I truly enjoy making it, man. And I think in general, people, people love the videos, bro. And that's because it's not. Look, like, there's a reason why people like it, and it's because we all have the same senses of humor. Like, we all right. are the same. No matter – I don't give a shit if you go into Ireland or Germany or Australia or New York or California. Every time you walk into a fire station, it's the same people staring right back at you. It's always – there's always that, that one driver that checks his truck out. There's the one driver that doesn't do absolute shit. He just goes out yeah. there and kind of stares at it. You know, you got the bitching paramedic, the paramedic that just deals with it, the paramedic that doesn't want to deal with anyone in any way, shape, or form. Like, it's always the same no matter where you go, man. And I think it's always hysterical, you know? Yeah, I was watching one of your uh, paramedic ones, and I was like, you know what? 
That's exactly why I became a paramedic because I got tired of riding with paramedics. Yeah. And I told I tell all the EMTs that I used to ride with, I was like, I know you hate this. I know you hate being around. I said, but <laughs> your best bet is to get your ass in paramedic school, do exactly yeah. what I did, become a lead paramedic, become a driver on a, on a, on a truck, an EO, whatever you want to do. But for now, you're stuck. Yep. So, Dude, it's the truth. It's totally so the true. truth. Yeah, that but that's what connects us all. You're you're exactly right. And everybody, uh, there's that that rivalry between everybody. Even if you, it doesn't really matter who, especially uh, who you're talking to or how long they've been in the service. You know, the old guys are always going to be the old guys, and you're always going to be the rookie. And uh, yep. there's just certain certain truths that go with it. And I think that's what connects everyone to your videos, especially EMS fire. All the stuff. Anytime you put a police in there, they're freaking hilarious. Because <laughs> we talk about that all the time. Yeah, I yeah. love, I love the the police versus um, firefighter rivalry. It is definitely one of my favorite things, man. Because it's it's yeah. it's it's a one of the easiest things to pick on. Um, right. You know, because I mean, come on, they're cops. But uh, <laughs> like the <laughs> when I. I work very close. The area that I work in, we're constantly working with police officers or super close right. to them. And it's so easy or it's, 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 uh, it's so easy to mess with them because they mess with us right back. Like that right. camaraderie is there and I love it. And if there was ever a police officer that was ever in need, I would be the first person behind them helping them because I think it's the right thing to, but that's what brotherhood is. And I think a lot of people miss that. I think a lot of people right. think brotherhood is certain things that it's not, but brotherhood is, you know, that the guys are going to be there next to you all, you know, all day long when they can help and, and, and do what they need to do. But at the same time, they're going to bust your balls, bro, because I have two brothers and we bust each right. other's balls. That's like what we do, you know, and it's, but you know, you always get that one douchebag that goes way above and beyond, or, you know, the guy who's <laughs> like, you, we all had that guy where you're like, oh, yeah, of no, course, no, <laughs> like, um, yeah. but you know, and, and it's, it is what it is, man. But I love that. I love right. walking into a station and messing with each other. I think it's one of the greatest things ever, you know? It's why none of us want to retire. Yeah. That is that the truth. Guys doing it forever. Nobody wants to retire. That is all the right. truth. Well, I, I love talking to you about all this stuff. Let's, uh, let's move on just a sec. Uh, let's talk about some of the things that you're passionate about besides making videos and uh, besides firefighting. I know you're into a whole lot more stuff. I have a whole list of it. Yeah, man. All right, so Absolutely. let's talk about the Banyan Treatment Centers. Is that how you say it, Banyan? I don't want to say it wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, Banyan Treatment Centers. Uh, so, you know, mental health is obviously a huge thing with, with first responders or humans in general. And one of the biggest issues that we've had over ever, I would say, mm -hmm. is like right. we just have a really jacked up approach to mental health. And I think in general, humans have a very, very poor way of approaching things that they can't see. 
So, you know, you know, diabetes just happens to be something that affects the pancreas and stops them from creating insulin or they become resistance to insulin. But we can measure those, those uh, you know, insufficiencies through blood sugar levels or through insulin levels, so on and so forth. But when it comes to mental health, it is absolutely impossible to, to physically see in the brain, uh, minus brain scans and stuff like that, um, where, you know, people have a genuine issue or genuine issue where they say like, hey, you know, I have, I have a problem. You're weak. Like, oh, I'm feeling depressed. You're weak. You know, or, right. you know, I, I like, I, hey, yo, I'm thinking about killing myself. You know, like, oh, yeah, I, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, like, yeah, don't we yeah. all feel like that at some point in time? Which is which is crazy to me, man. Because the like people always talk about the yin and yangs of life, and how you know it's normal to have your ups and downs, and and you know you know a ship goes up and down, so on and so forth. But when it comes to like mental health in general, you have to be perfect at all times. Perfection is the only way, which is freaking nuts, man. That's not the way anything else in the world works. You know, tides go in and out. Yeah, I mean, everything else in the world has highs and lows. But for some reason, our brains are supposed to be absolutely perfect. So I wanted to get involved with banning treatment centers because I wanted people to have an ability. um, Because, you know, the biggest the number one problem people have is um, is admitting they have an issue. And then on top of that, they don't even have a place that they can go to that they trust. So uh, I, I found Bandy Treatment Centers. They have 12 facilities across the United States. Um, incredible people. They do really well, uh, uh, really well with all types of people, substance abuse, you know, primary mental health, whatever it is. But the biggest thing is, is that um, there's two schools of thoughts. One, if you come in as a first responder, that is the only thing that you will be treated as you are a first responder. Your, your trauma came from seeing a, a dead baby, uh, which could be true. But the other school of thought, which I subscribe to, is there's a good chance that everything that's going on in your dome right now did not come from being a first responder. So let's find that. So, um, you know, we look at people as a whole picture, not just as a first responder. We look at them as a human that became a first responder. That's very good. That's awesome. So what what you're welcome. What is the uh, so what is this? Tell me about the crew. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to create a first responder track is what it's called, where when you walk into a, uh, any Banyan treatment center, you, we identify you as a first responder. And then um, we, again, we find whatever is happening, why the, or the reasoning why you are where you are. Um, and that, but we use treatment modalities that are proven to help first responders. Like EMDR is a huge one. That's the big you know, everyone says, hey, EMDR is the greatest, which it is. It can be just a very long-term treatment modality. Um, but we know things that work for them, like biofeedback beds, which have been incredible, or using secondary therapies to, to kind of complement whatever they're going through. So, you know, first responders love being in shape. You know, they love the endorphin release that they get from being generally in fit. So we have a, we have a guy that comes in or a guy or girl that comes in, we're working with them with CBT or DBT and, and maybe some, you know, bringing in some EMDR, but we're also sprinkling in a personal trainer or maybe some painting therapy, or we, you know, we have uh, equine therapy. So we let them go ride horses because that's what they do in Texas, you know, not saying that's what they do. Texas, but you know, (laughs) 
Like yeah. the dude's, this is just what he does. He rides horses, man. Yeah. So, you know, we want to give him a little taste of home to show him that, like, this is not a punishment, bro. This we, we have you here because we want you to get better, to be better for your family, and get you back to where you need to be. Okay, so where, where are these tre- – are the treatment centers all over? They're just in South Florida or – all over the place. So we got they're all over the five, place. Yeah, we have five in South Florida. We have okay. one in Delaware, two in um, Pennsylvania, uh, one in uh, Massachusetts. We're uh, one in California. We're opening uh, another one in Texas very very soon, and two in Illinois. And then I'm forgetting one because I cannot remember. But <laughs> well, that, that's okay. So um, how? What are these? Um, how did people get in touch with them? What uh, is there a process you go through through your company, or is it something you do on the side? Or it really depends on each individual place, right? So okay. um, most places will have you contact the union or their uh, or your chief or whoever your representative is when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, and they will refer you to whomever. Um, but what I encourage people to do is call me. Uh, you can call me. So if you if you call my, my 888 number, it's 888-926-4174. What happens is okay. when you call, you get linked up with my uh, with my team, our our uh, our call center. They're going to ask you some basic questions and see where you're at. See if you want to go inpatient. See if this is what you need. And what's great is they create a file right away. They'll get some insurance information from you. If you need to come inpatient, but if you don't, what's great is they, when they create this file, they, they uh, call me or they, they actually shoot me an email and they let me know that you called. And then 99% of the time, if they want me to call, I call them back and we figure out what, what's going on. If they need to go inpatient, then we get them hooked up with inpatient. If they just need some resources, then I hook them up with, with the appropriate resources. Okay. Well, that sounds... That sounds like you got a lot of work going on, a lot of phone calls to talk to, a lot of interviews to do. You're writing speeches. It's crazy, man. Yeah, you, you know, are a busy, busy person. <laughs> what do they say? The, uh, idle hands are the devil's play, work, or play shop or whatever? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah, something like All that. All right, so one eight 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 nine two six four one seven four. Yes. Okay. So then you're also involved in the firefighter coffee. Yeah. Fire you're department vi- coffee. Yep. Vice president. Yes. Fire department coffee, vice president. We founded it uh, three and a half years ago. Uh, it's been an incredible journey up to this point. Uh, we've you know, been very, very blessed. The first thing that we wanted to do once we formed fire department coffee was create a way to give back to our fellow first responders, mainly because I hate charities. I, I hate charities. I think that, you go out there and you you go to a charity and you give them a hundred dollars and ten dollars goes back to the person that actually needs it. Ninety goes to operating costs, which I get it, man. You know people need to get paid if they're spending eighty hours a week, you know, operating something. But what's great is you have a fire, you have a first responder charity, the Fire Department Coffee Charitable Foundation. Ten percent of all of our net proceeds from all of our coffee sales go back to the Fire Department Coffee Charitable Foundation. And we use that money to not only support sick and injured first responders, but our biggest thing is, is we find benevolent funds. We find like-minded charities and we do direct donations to them because it's it's really important to find people that genuinely need the money. Uh, you know, they, they're injured because God forbid, 
you know, you get injured on the job. All right. Now, you know, your number one identity as being a first responder is now shredded because you're injured and you can't go to work. And then your number two identity is being able to provide for your family. Can't do that either. So, you know, we want to make sure that these people don't spiral down a really crappy road. So we'll be able to help them a little bit financially to stop that from happening. Oh, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, I, uh, <laughs> we are definitely going to be um, ordering some firefighter coffee for the station because I know that I work with an entire, well, everybody does, but I work with an entire station full of coffee drinkers. So that's going to be next on my list. Nice. I'm going to get that out there for you. Uh, we'll get it out there on the podcast. I'll get it on my Facebook. I'll get it to everyone I can get it to because that, that really is a great um, idea, especially giving the money to you know, to people that actually need the money. Cause you're right. A lot of charities, you don't know where that money's going. I agree. It's mostly going into people that are, are running the charity. Yeah. I, and that's what it is. Right. And, and again, like I get it. People have to run a charity. It is what it is. You know, especially again, if they're working, you know, 80 hours a week, which a lot of them are, but you know, you look at some of these charities and the CEO is pulling a salary of $800,000 a year. Like that's insane. Right. So I can right. personally tell you that no one is taking a salary from the Fire Department Coffee Charitable Foundation. That's it. In fact, I, I can tell you right now that for the first time in three and a half years or four years, I am actually taking a, uh, a salary from uh, Fire Department Coffee. And I can promise you it is not a lot because <laughs> we've taken every single dime and put it right back into fire department coffee and fire department coffee charitable foundation, because it's, it's what we'd rather do. We would rather donate back to the charity than take any kind of um, any kind of salaries for ourselves. Well, you're doing a great job. Y'all are doing a great job out there with that for sure. I appreciate it. I'm man. glad that we talked about it. I, mean, I didn't even know about it now. That's something I, that I know about now. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out here that would, that are all about coffee. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Hey, listen, it's high quality coffee. I can promise you it tastes amazing. And, you know, and it's because I personally drink it and I don't drink crappy coffee. Uh, and then we have an entire spirit infused line, which is awesome. Irish whiskey infused, right. bourbon infused, tequila infused, all the fun stuff. So, right. Without, and you don't have to worry about it be actually having alcohol in it. No, no alcohol. Everything burns off. It just it keeps the flavor and the aroma. Right, and then the uh, it's actually infused into the coffee, not added later. No, 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 no. This is infused into the beans, infused into the beans Perfect. prior to the roasting process. So when it does roast, it gets it nice and in there. I'm telling you, it's greatest Irish whiskey you'll ever have. Uh, greatest uh, Irish uh, coffee you'll ever have. And then if you want to add a little actual Irish whiskey, then it tastes even better. Well, I've had some Irish whiskey in my time, I will admit. <laughs> That's awesome. So not only are you bringing awesome coffee and the money is going to great great uh, charities or great people, um, That's we're also doing the Heroes Cup hockey is another thing that you're involved in? Yeah, man. Got it all, bro. Man, so you, I, you're I a also, board member on that also. Yes. So Heroes Cup, dude, is incredible. Um a guy named Mike Matros, he's a, uh, he's a firefighter up in Massachusetts. And um, yep. what's so cool about this dude is he's incredible at what he does when it comes to raising money. We're involved with the Boston Bruins as well as the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. 
Um, you know, and this guy in a weekend, in a three day, it's a three day tournament, fire police, EMS, you know, uh, 110 different teams come together. It sells out a week after the previous um, tournament. So, you know, 2000, uh, 2020 was sold out, you know, a week after 2019 was done. Um, but what's incredible, man, is that this guy will raise a million dollars in three days. Yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's and, and, and every dime, every dime goes back to uh, either, you know, their the charities because each team is raising money for their own charities. And then this is also donating back to um, the, the Heroes Cup charity um, and, and everything with the Bruins that they're doing. I'm telling you, it's it's the most incredible stuff you'll ever see. All right. And what was his name again? His name is Mike Matros. Mike Matros. Okay. Well, yeah. you got a pretty good hockey team down there, huh? Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, and pull, yeah, yeah, no, Tampa, yeah, absolutely, man. Tam- Tampa's incredible. Um, you know, it, they're definitely better than our football teams. So we'll just throw that out there. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't know. T- I, well, I personally, I can't speak for everyone. But down here, I don't know too much about hockey. Um, so that's something I have to get into. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I didn't know a ton about it, and then I got involved with this man. And yeah, honest to God, bro, hockey when it comes to brotherhood and everything seems to be the same as firefighting, man. So it just it seems to go hand in hand. Yeah, they go fist to cuss for each other. So yes, for sure. No. Yeah. All right. So very last oh, thing, yeah. what is the patent comedy CPR? <laughs> so, dude, uh, about eight years ago, I started teaching CPR, man, and I was like. I, when I would talk to these people, when I would, um, you know, teach them CPR, I would start throwing a little humor in there because I, I, I essentially was stand-up comedy and people would love it. They would come after me. They would come up to me after and they were like, you got to do something with this. Like you need to actually start a business. So I created patent com- uh, patent comedy CPR and uh, it's, it's been, it's been amazing, bro. It's legitimately teaching people how to save lives, but through comedy, the whole thing, same certification you're getting with any other company across the world. But in this, you're, you're getting a, a general hour and a half stand up comedy routine. You learn, you get to practice doing CPR. You walk out of there with the knowledge that you would want. But the biggest thing is you walk out of there, not with the anxiety. You have no anxiety or what, I mean, unless you have your own stuff going on. But, you know, the anxiety that would normally come from, I had to save a life, right. you know, is, is completely dismissed in the class because it's like, hey, listen, the person's dead. You can't make their day any worse than it already is. So right. let, let's focus on just trying to do some good stuff. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's incredible. And uh, they can look it up or or uh, hit me up on any of my channels. And, and I love my, my biggest dream bucket list would be to have a convention or, or some kind uh, host, you know, 500 people and teach 500 people how to do CPR all, all at once. And it would be, you know, amazing. So, well, that's definitely something you should be working on then your bucket list. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there, man. <laughs> so I know firemen, uh, what do they think about your comedy? I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's uh, firefighters. Fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm funnier than you, it, and you got your own show. That's dumb. <laughs> he could make me laugh. Yeah, pretty much. Everybody pretty thinks much, they're funnier yeah. than you. I know, I know it. They're like, I'm the funny one in the stage. You're not even the funny one. <laughs> All right. Pretty much. So yeah. <laughs> last thing I like to end on is um, I always 
uh, with the everyday heroes, I like to find out exactly uh, who your heroes are or who were your influences um, or who have influenced you throughout the years the most. You know, uh, my father was a really, really big influence on me. Um, genuinely just watching, um, watching my dad. And so my dad passed away from cancer. He, uh, about four years ago, but watching him from being diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and, and everything that he went through, um, it was, it was incredible because, you know, he, he fought, he, he, he did what most people do when they have cancer, but he did it with, with a type of dignity and just genuinely being humble the entire time. And, and it was incredible. And I've modeled myself after him my entire life, especially with a sense of humor. It's, it's always been, you know, incredible and humbling and everything. But <clears throat> I think people like, I think people like Robin Williams have always been amazing. Um, you know, my, my captain, uh, that actually that I work with all the time, captain Scott Steele is his name. This dude's, this dude got me into teaching CPR, but when you talk to this guy, He's the, he is when he, when you talk about a, a leader, uh, he is that guy because he's not, you know, he doesn't just go out and, and tell you to do stuff. He's the one out there. In fact, I was watching him that last shift, man. He's, he's sweeping the floors or taking the trash out with the rest of us, man. And, and he's that guy that everyone should aspire to be. And then when he's not, when he's not BSing with us or, or sweeping the floors, you know, he's watching YouTube videos or doing training or, or something to, to constantly keep his skills up, man. So those are definitely people I've, I've uh, always modeled myself after in some way, shape or form. Wonderful. Wonderful. So when, uh, how long has it been since your father passed? Uh, my dad passed uh, probably about uh, five and a half years ago, six years ago. Did he get to um, enjoy any of your success that you've been having? No, he he, he missed out by about two years, oh. but or a year and a half, something like that. So, you know, but dude, he got to see me become a firefighter. He he got to see me um, fulfill pretty much anything that I that I wanted to do up to that point. I was an Olympic weightlifter. Uh, uh, I made it to nationals and, and he got to watch me lift at a few meets and, and, you know, uh, so, um, yeah, my dad got to see me, uh, weightlifting, which was, uh, or do that, you know, do Olympic weightlifting, which was incredible, man. But, uh, right. yeah, I don't think that he was disappointed in any way, shape or form when he passed away, man. So it was, uh, it was incredible. It was definitely incredible. I'm sure, I'm sure he's very proud of you. He's probably still looking down at you and he's enjoying all your success. So uh, that's how I like to think of, I lost my dad in 2012. So that's exactly how I think of it also. Mm. So, um, Oh no, it's okay. I'm sorry for you also. Uh, um, I've been having a lot of stories lately on my podcast of cancer survivors. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. They're, 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 they are true heroes. I don't care what anyone says. Absolutely brother. All right, my friend. Well, let's end this. Um, Let's give uh, all the people out there and the audience uh, some words of wisdom before you, before we end this. No, absolutely, man. Uh, the word I got words of wisdom for everybody. Yeah, what do you got? All right. Recently, I learned uh, about a very famous CEO, a, a uh, very extremely rich CEO. I'm, I'm willing to say he's one of the richest people in the world right now. And he said, 
people who focus on the negative or people who po- uh, constantly focus on their competition normally destroy their own businesses or their or themselves. So when people are crapping on you all around you, when the trolls are hitting you on, on the internet, man, just trying to take you down, just remember, they're probably all shit bags. So don't even worry about them. Just keep moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> Truer words were never <laughs> spoken. You heard it on the First Line Nutrition <laughs> Everyday Hero podcast. First and foremost, thank you for being on our show. You are an inspiration. Uh, I know that uh, you're doing great things. You're going to continue to do great things. You've inspired me. I need to get out there and feel like I'm not doing enough. So Appreciate you've it, inspired me. Hopefully, hopefully you inspired everybody that listens to this podcast. And uh, thank you for being on the show and have a great weekend, my friend. You too, brother. Appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank each and every person for joining us on the First Line Nutrition Everyday Hero podcast today. If you liked what you hear, if you like to hear more interviews, go ahead and click the like button, the subscribe button. You can give me five stars. That would be great. I'll be bringing more interviews. Have a great day and everybody stay awesome.